Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the melting pack. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Pat. Thank you for being here. Patrons, you already got a bonus today. You got a double update on people being gross, people who have money being gross and hopefully not getting away with it. So if you want that and other bonus things and to see me, I'm not wearing a headband today because I forgot it's in my pocket, I think. I just didn't put it on. Wait, is it in my pocket? Maybe I forgot it. Nope, here it is. It's right here. My Ukraine headband. I did not put it on because I f- forgot. So, damn it, coin already. We're not even, I don't even think we're two minutes in here. Um, so, anyway, there we go. So, you got about a 20 minute bonus and you got to watch me buy the song for today, <laughs> which last night saved my life. We're going to get to that in a second. Um, yeah, sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash the melting pats, five bucks a month. Uh, what's coming on the show today, Pat, other than the song? Well, we're going to settle a debate on some ready-to-eat treats. How's that that Tim and I had years ago on this very program? We are going to talk about Puerto Rican Day. We got to see some people. We got to go and spend some time at a wonderful uh, wonderful festival in our hometown, my hometown, um, where we met each other. How about that? And then there's some HBO Max news that uh, is really disappointing. It just keeps getting worse. And then we'll do some baseball to wrap the show, and that will be that for today. But first things first, um, do I have anything to tell you before? I'll do it at the end. Um, so now, yes, first things first, we have a new song from our friends. Last night, Saved My Life. They have a new EP out. It's called The Color Infinite Part 2. I thought about trying to get them on the show, and then I realized how much time I don't have to do that. So sorry, dudes. Maybe in a few weeks you can come back. We'll play another song, and uh, and we can chat about it. But until then, go get their EP. Again, The Color Infinite Part two, and this song is, I just said his name out loud, and I don't have, featuring, oh crap, hold on, I got it, I got it, it's Joe Taylor, featuring Joe Taylor, right? Does it, is it going to come up? Yes, there it is, thank you, I had to play it again in my headphones. <laughs> I didn't want to forget, so lastnightsavemylife.com is where you find them, and if that's wrong, well, well, I'm a dope. And I don't write things down. And they, they're longtime friends of the show. So uh, all of that information is for sure in the show notes. But there you go. Yeah, that is right, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Anyway, this song, <laughs> Jesus. Last Night Saved My Life, the new EP, The Color Infinite Part 2. This song is featuring Joe Taylor. It's called Another Brick. It's the Melting Pat. We're coming right back.
And there you have it, our friends. Last night saved my life featuring Joe Taylor. That song, Another Brick, from their new EP, The Color Infinite, Part 2, LastNightSavedMyLife.com. For more from them, thank you, my friends, for that. It's the Melty Pat. Welcome back. Thank you. Yes, that was fun. A little bit of a quicker riff. I probably could have gone a different way with that. But that intro, I kind of mashed two of the parts together and then improvised the end anyway. So there you go. Last Night Saved My Life. Another Brick, the name of the song. The Color Infinite Part 2. Go get it where you get your tunes. Tell them I sent you if you follow them on the social places. It's Last Night Saved, I think, most places. Um, And tell them I sent you, and they might actually know who I am. So there you go. Does that work for you? No? All right. Anyway... On with the rest of the show. Thanks, dudes, for the song, for the for the love, for the feature, for saying, yeah, play our stuff, and we'll have to get you on the show soon. All right? Great. Does that work for anybody? doesn't work for me lately, but it might work if we try it later. So there we go. All righty. So let's start. Let's do Well, start. We've been here for like a half hour if you're a patron. Um, first thing I want to talk about today before we dive into like things that happened recently is, well, it's based on something that happened recently. So I want to settle a debate. Um, a few years ago, Tim Donnelly came back on his program, and we talked about bagel bites versus pizza rolls, right? Frozen bagel bites, uh, little bagel things with cheese and or pepperoni or whatever on them, and pizza rolls, you know, little uh, little pizza pocket, have the thing in there, right? And I put up, I don't know if I made this a question for everyone, but I know that I've talked about it publicly and many people were, and especially since that episode came out, many people were mad at us when both of us chose bagel bites in the in the debate here of bagel bites versus pizza rolls, which one is better. And we both went with bagel bites, and a lot of people were very upset with us. And that was like 2016, I think. And I saw the other day about, I don't know how this came into my feed, but I saw like people talking about pizza rolls and having to... Like, oh, you have to cook them this way. Like, you have to do this. You have to, like, drizzle them in olive oil, and you have to turn them over, like, bake them and turn them over, and you have to do, you know, sprinkle some of this on it or whatever. And that really tells me that Tim and I were right, that bagel bites are better. Because how do you cook bagel bites to make them taste good? You just heat them up. Microwave, toaster, real oven, air fryer, I guess. I don't have one of those, but I'm guessing you could use an air fryer for this purpose. What else do you use it for other than, I don't know. But that tells me that we were right, that bagel bites are better than pizza rolls because if you have to add flavor, meaning like olive oil or drizzle whatever on it, or if you have to take multiple steps in your cooking process for a product that really at its core just needs to be heated, if you have to take steps to make that taste better, it means that the product, that the food is not good enough to stand on its own, which definitively tips the scale in favor of bagel bites. So, you know, we debate hot dog sandwich. It's not a sandwich, but we can debate that all you want. But I think in this case, like, well, I think it's that the hot dog sandwich debate's over, but I still like having fun with the question. But in terms of bagel bites and pizza rolls, the debate's over. It's bagel bites handily, not even close, because you don't have to do anything to bagel bites to make them taste good. They're going to taste like bagel bites. They're going to taste good. I mean, they're going to be, you know, you can debate the whether you like them or not, but 
the fact that you don't have to add anything or do anything special cooking-wise or prep-wise to bagel bites, but so many people have been saying lately that you have to do this, this, and this to make the pizza rolls actually taste good, that means they're not good enough out of the box, and that means bagel bites are better. So there you go. We solved it. It's over. Good job, everyone. And uh, if you're still picking pizza rolls, I understand you're allowed to do that. But, you know, just know that the fact that you have to add stuff to them to enhance their flavor means they're not as good as bagel bites because you don't have to do that. So there you go. Debate's over. Bagel bites are better than pizza rolls. Um, I don't know. You're wrong if you say otherwise. How about that? Can we take a hard line on this? I don't think, I think we can, right? We've definitively proven it. So there you go. Tim, come back on the show soon. We'd love to have you. If we can have, uh, if we can carve out some time, I'd love to have you. Uh, All right. Speaking of great food, we went to Puerto Rican day. So every summer, good old Bristol PA has, uh, they have a number of festivals. It's right on the river, if you don't know. And so down at the wharf in in a little spot called Lions Park, that's what it's called. And there's a big lion. We didn't make it over to the lion. We were going to get a picture of the kid on the lion, but didn't work out. Next time. So every summer, they have these cultural festivals. You know, Celtic Day, Puerto Rican Day, Italian Day. That's probably one I'm missing. Whatever it is. Anyway, so we try to go to one of these every year. And then Bristol Day, maybe. But we try to go to at least Puerto Rican Day because I consider myself, thank you, Phil, an honorary Puerto Rican because I've been friends, one of my best friends. Phil's been on the show. Phil and Joel have been on the show for Wrestling Talk. And Phil and I have been friends for, I don't know, 30 years or so. And so I've always been like at his, what whatever the family event is, nine times out of 10, I was there. So often that a lot of people in his family ask me how I'm related to them because, well, I'm just around. Like I've just always been there, right? And so I consider myself an honorary Puerto Rican because then I, I can kind of validate this in my own head when I go there and I'm treated like family by almost everyone who I see, right? Not almost everyone. That's an exaggeration. But I feel the love when I go there. Even if I haven't lived there in a decade, I feel the love when I go back. And uh, and it's great. So we get to go hear the great music. We get to see friends. We get to eat rice and beans platters. And really, it's great. So we got to bring the kid. Jill's dad took us. And it was funny because uh, he was talking about coming over to see the kid. And we were like, well, then we'd have to like clean the house and you know entertain them while they're here. And so Jill was like, hey, we want to go to Bristol to Puerto Rican Day. Will you take us? And then you can, we can hang out. And she's like, yes. Or he's like, yeah, let's do that. That works. So they came and got us. Thank you very much. And he took us to... So we just go... The line was super long when we got there. And they were hungry. So we're like, yeah, we'll go to the great King George, the uh, the oldest place in town, maybe. I don't know if that's true. But um, it's a big restaurant that's right on the corner there. So we go in, we have lunch there, and the kid enjoyed himself. They brought him fruit for some reason. I don't know if somebody paid for that. But then, of course, he got his chicken fingers or something. And um, shout out, by the way, I had a chicken Caesar salad, and it was goddamn delicious. Like, that's all we wanted. We ate small when we got there because we knew we were going to go have a big rice and beans and pork platter or whatever. And so we just got like salads, right? And like the chicken Caesar salad that I had was delicious. I don't think about salad as like a huge thing, but this was like exactly what I needed in the moment and it tasted great. So shout out to the King George. Um, (laughs) So the kid got to run around on a carpeted spot because we don't have any carpet. 
So he enjoyed that. He enjoyed looking up at the chandelier. He enjoyed the old paintings on the wall. He tried to run up the stairs. He got to run around on some real grass at the park. And, you know, we took pictures, whatever. We saw some people. They loved him. Everyone loves this kid because they don't have to deal with him in the middle of the night. But anyway, come hang out. Give me a break. Sound good? Great. Thanks. Um, <laughs> he ran around. He took a tumble. He scraped his knee. Was not phased. Just got up and kept running. He's not my kid. There's no way he would not be phased by this if he was my kid. But, um, yeah, I don't know. But it was really fun. Like, it was great. We all had a great time. He behaved himself and then fell asleep eventually on the way home. So it all worked out. Can't wait for Bristol Day. He'll be a little older and, I don't know, will that be better? Is he going to be better? I don't know. But anyway, Puerto Rican Day was great. Thanks, everybody who, uh, well, thanks to Jill's dad for taking us and everybody who said the kid, oh, he's so precious. Thanks. Come hang out with him when he wakes up at midnight. Um, it was great. We had a great time. There's your food. Mom, you're going to be hungry, I know. Maybe not for bagel bites or pizza rolls, but for rice and beans. So uh, my bad. My mom has really complained about that, by the way. Not complained, but she said, hey, you talked about food a couple episodes in a row, and uh, I've been hungry. So there you go, Mom. You're welcome. All right, let's get off the food. Um, let's talk about some streaming stuff. So I had a second streaming service thing that I actually shifted to the newsletter that will come out at the end of the month because it wasn't going to work on the show. And that took out my segue, so that's fine. But let's talk HBO Max. Now, I don't have HBO Max. I don't subscribe because I wouldn't have time to watch more stuff, right? There's stuff on there I'd like to see, but I know that I wouldn't have time. And we talked a few weeks ago about how Degrassi was getting a reboot, um, a new series, whatever you want to call it, on HBO Max. And now it looks like maybe not. Because, first of all, Batgirl was taken down. They're not going to release it at all. It's dead. Even though it was mostly done, they were doing some test screenings, apparently. And the first, well, the first story was that it didn't test well at a screening, which told me that the movie was done and they were just about ready to put it out. But then they, you know, people came out and said, no, no, that's not what happened. They're just going in a different direction with the service. I'm like, okay, well, Warner Brothers merged with Discovery and Warner Brothers, that's under the whole thing, whatever. So I'm not going to pretend I know how all this works intricately, but the bottom line here is they put $90 million into Batgirl and now they're just not going to put it out. And that, that bothers me. I don't like it. And I, I have no real like emotional attachment to Batgirl. I have no, um, I mean, the animated series version uh, portrayal, I guess, I enjoyed. But I don't have, like, I'm not like, yeah, Batgirl. But I want to see it now. Like, the fact that you're almost done, like, you put in $90 million at least into this movie, people are excited, people have put in work, the actors, the crew, the whoever, have put in work on this movie, and now you're saying it's never going to come out because you want to take a tax write-off or whatever it is. And it and now, you know, with the merger, a lot of HBO Max shows are being canceled. Apparently, they're going to be done with scripted TV or scripted, uh, scripted shows and movies and whatnot because Discovery wants to focus on more reality shows, which, you know, whether you like those or not, I think the trade-off is you're losing a lot of stuff that a lot of people enjoyed, right? And so that's not good. Again, I don't have HBO Max. I'm not an expert in any of this. But just looking at it from the standpoint of 
hey, we should be able to watch more things because we have more options in terms of streaming services. Like, wasn't that the plan that all of these places, like all of these networks, we're not going to have instead of like, oh, you can watch this HBO Max or like this Batgirl movie on Hulu or Netflix. No, no, HBO Max is going to have their own thing and we're going to put it here exclusively. So you have to buy this to watch it. And like, wasn't the plan when all of these services, all these channels get their own streaming services, wasn't the idea to have more spaces for more shows so we wouldn't run into a problem like this where you have this project that people are invested in and that is nearly done if you spent that much money and and taken all these steps and now you're saying it's going to go away because corporations are greedy. I think that's really where we are is that we're losing properties. We're losing shows. People are losing work because people, the rich people at the top just want to get richer and don't care about making your show or movie. And that bothers me. Again, I don't have any real attachment to any of this, except that if something's going to get made, I've talked about this, I think when Charlie was on the first time, even if I have no real interest in the project, in the show, in the movie, in the whatever, if I have no stake in it at all, I still want it to get made because I want that crew to be paid for their hard work. Because making a show, making a movie, live action, animated, whatever it is, making a thing is a lot of work. Making this is a lot of work. I'd love to get paid for this. Someone pay me. Junk brands. Sponsor. I know I'm not wearing a headband now, but I have one. Several. Um, can't find my Expos one. Looking for it. If you see it somewhere, let me know. Not that you would, but if you do, let me know. Um, you know, I want it all to get made, right? I want people to have opportunities to tell their stories, and I want everyone to have a chance to see it. And I thought that with all these streaming services that we weren't going to see a lot of these projects be ripped out when they're almost done. I mean, you know, that is the business. I understand that part of it, but I, I just thought we weren't going to have this happen because there are so many more places for these shows and movies to go. It's really, it's disappointing. Again, not even as a huge, you know, fan of the, of the property, but it's just really upsetting that all these people put in all this work on this project and now it's never going to come out and nobody will ever know anything about it. So, I don't like it. I do not like it. Again, I thought it was going to be more places to get shows and movies made, but you know, Netflix drops stuff after a season or two, and now HBO, WB, whoever is killing stuff, and you know, it's just disappointing. I thought, you know, with all the all the options we have, all the places for things to go, I really didn't think this was going to be a huge problem anymore. But we were all wrong, and there you go. Oh my gosh. So, um, I don't know what this means for the future of HBO Max. I really don't. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen when the merger goes through and is finalized. If something happens to not make that happen, I don't know. But it doesn't look great overall for not only HBO Max, but like streaming as a whole. If you could still do this, like if you could still just dump projects at the last minute for a tax write-off, like where's the incentive to try to really get a show made? If you know that at any time it can still be ripped away before it's done, I don't know. All right. That's another, that's probably another issue we can go into later. Maybe if I have someone who is familiar, more familiar with this world on the show, we can do it, but it's disappointing for sure. So there you go. All righty. So that's, if you don't like sports, all the stuff uh, that you like is done now. So I'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Thanks for being here. Sign up for the Patreon and uh, you could see what I just did. How about that?
No? All right. For the rest of us, let's do some baseball, and then we'll get out of here. Um, so I'm wondering where we start here, because we have a couple of uh, of trades, trade news to talk about, and then there's the bummer. You know what? Let's start with Vin Scully, and then we'll end on the, on the trade stuff, because I don't want to end on a bummer. I'd rather not. So the voice of the Dodgers for many, many years, 67, in fact, Vin Scully is no longer with us. He died on Tuesday, I believe, 94 years old. Like I said, covered the Dodgers for 67 seasons. And for a long time, I don't know if this is an appropriate comparison. I made it on Twitter, and nobody dumped on me, so I'll make it here as well. Um, I feel like for a lot of people, a lot of Dodgers fans, a lot of even like West Coast baseball fans, Vin Scully was almost like a family friend, almost like... You know, he was he was the constant, right? You would hear him on nights. He was often, if you listen to baseball on the radio, he was, or, you know, wherever, he was often the last voice you heard before you went to sleep. The guy's storytelling was incredible. I'm going to try to find a clip to share in the show notes. Um, he could make anything just sound interesting. You know, he could always take a story from the game and just explain it in a way that, that just didn't make you feel like an idiot, right? You just, you felt smarter after listening to him in a way because he just told you a, a fun little anecdote or like, hey, did you know about this? And he would just drop it in so casually, so smoothly. He was effortless. He was fantastic. I remember Josh was on the show when he when Vince Scully retired, we put in a clip, I think, because they asked him, what are you going to do now that you're retired? And he said something of like, well, if you're 65, you know, you might have another project. You better find something to do because you got a long way to go. But if you're 89, he's like, I'm just going to live. And I'm just like, yes, that's perfect. And uh, like, that's just the the humor, the wit. Um, what a dude from all accounts. And the comparison I mentioned. So for me, Vin Scully, like my version of Vin Scully being a Phillies fan on the East Coast was Harry Callis, right? So Harry Callis was the guy in my childhood, like the last, like if he's doing a game, I'm getting ready to go to bed, I got the game on the radio. His voice is the last I hear before I go to sleep, if I fall asleep with it on or whatever. And he was always, you know, telling funny stories and just being excited about the game. And that's really what got me into baseball. And so I feel like Vin Scully was, to Dodgers fans and West Coast baseball fans, he was what Harry Callis was to me. And when I heard the news, I felt the same kind of sadness that I felt when Harry Callis, even though my connection to Harry Callis was a little deeper because I got to meet him in person and interview him and it was great. But it feels like it isn't, and this is a weird kind of segment to do on the show because it's like, oh, you never met him. But still, like someone who just, you could tell loved the game and I'm really disappointed that I didn't listen to enough Vin Scully sooner. So many great calls and moments from him and uh, I'll try to find one for the show notes. But yes, RIP Vin Scully and uh, we'll send out some positive vibes to family and friends and fans everywhere, as we do. Just a, a giant in the baseball world. And, uh, man, what a... I hope I, I hope I can pull out a good clip. I'm not going to do that. Don't worry, Bill. I won't do the Buckner one. Um, maybe I'll do the Kirk Gibson home run. That might be good. Uh, we'll see. Or probably be the Hank Aaron. So RIP Vince Scully. Tell a fun story. In his memory, I guess. I don't know how to wrap this segment or anything, but there you go. R.I.P. Vince Scully, a legend for ba- in the baseball world and uh, will be missed for sure. So there you go. There, I want to end on, I did not want to end 
on that because uh, we don't want to end on a bummer. So we got some baseball news for you, and then we'll wrap the show. Uh, trade deadline was on Tuesday, and I'm not going to go through all of these deals because there are too many. I thought about doing like a a whole recap thing on YouTube on Wednesday, but then I, I got busy, so or to whatever it was. Then I got busy, so I didn't do it. So my bad. Maybe next time. Maybe I can figure out how to get that done. Or maybe I won't, because who cares? So <laughs> so Juan Soto did, in fact, get traded to the San Diego Padres along with Josh Bell for some prospects. I don't know who they are, so don't ask. Um, I love it. I love the, uh, the addition to him in that lineup with uh, the other pieces they have. I like that they're going for it. The Phillies addressed their needs. They got a center fielder, Brandon Marsh, a reliever, David Robinson, returning, Robertson, not Robinson, not the Admiral, Danny Schmitz, uh, a starter, Noah Syndergaard, and they got rid of Odubel Herrera and uh, Familia. I can't say his first name. I won't insult the man. But they were both designated for assignment, so they are out of here. So really, I mean, you know, yeah, they didn't get, you know, one, they weren't in on Juan Soda. They didn't get the guys from the Athletics who went to the Yankees, uh, Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino. They didn't get Laureano from the Athletics or anything like that, but they made their upgrades and addition by subtraction. So I like it. I'm a fan. I like the moves. Um, I like that the Mariners got Luis Castillo from the Reds, basically saying, hey, we're going for it. I like that the Padres and the Mariners, two teams, by the way, who have never won the World Series. Are they the only teams who have never won the World Series? Or is the maybe the Brewers are the other one? Hold on. Who has never won the World Series? Yeah, Rangers, Brewers. Mariners, Padres, Rockies, and Rays. Okay. So I, I don't know why I left out the Rockies. But so, yes, the Padres and the Mariners have never won the World Series. The Mariners have never even been to the, that's what I was thinking of. The Mariners have never even been to the World Series. So I like that they're going for it. I like that uh, they're pushing all their chips to the middle here, as it were. And they're saying, you know what? We got this is our time. We have a window. We're going to do it. And if the Phillies can't make it, then give me that world. Give me San Diego and Seattle in the World Series. That's what I want. If uh, I mean, I, I haven't looked at any other things, but in terms of what teams did at the deadline and teams that are going to go for it, give me the Mariners and the Padres. If obviously the Phillies don't make it, um, give me a Seattle San Diego World Series. I would love it. Networks would hate it. I don't care about them as a fan. You know, either way, you got a team that's never won the World Series and. You get guys like Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, um, Luis Castillo, and I don't know why I'm blanking on other players. But <laughs> the point is, you get a team that's never been, never won the World Series. Uh, you have two of them who have now put themselves in position to make a run, and I love it. So there you go. That's your baseball. Um, NFL training camps have started. I never in my life have cared about preseason football or training camp or anything like that. So. If you're excited, good luck uh, to your team, I guess. Let me know when the games start counting. And then we'll have Jill make picks on Facebook again, and we'll see how well she does knowing nothing about the NFL. It's going to be fun. So there you go. That is our show. We're done. We made it. We closed all the things. We're good, <laughs> We're good to go. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you to Last Night Saved My Life. Thank you. Um, thanks if you sign up for the newsletter. Thank you for that. The link will be in the show notes. Um, every month I'll send you a little extra me in your inbox and uh, just basically some extra stories, some extra stuff. 
and all the music that we've played here uh, over the month and all that. So just a little me, little little way to stay connected with me and um, sign up for the Patreon. See what I look like right now with my shiny forehead and messy hair. It's really hot down here. It's fine. Um, five bucks a month, and then you can make some requests. I'll try to get that Linktree stuff integrated soon, and uh, that'll be that. All right. Thanks for being here. Uh, I think we're good, right? G Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They'll play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. Uh, let's see. TheMeltyPat.com for all of my stuff. It's all up there. Uh, there's a network tab. Find out what's going on uh, around the uh, around the store here, I guess. That's not a, it's a weird way to say that, but Will Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. Wilhelm, um, is the Lost Podcast back? I don't think so, but um, go check out the network tab and you'll see what's going on. Does that sound good? Great. Awesome. We're done. Again, thanks to Last Night Saved My Life, The Color Infinite Part 2, their new EP. It is available now, so go get it. Tell them I sent you, and they'll probably know who I am. All right? So there you go. Sign up for all the things with me, and we'll be good. Okay? All right? Great. We are good. I hope so. This has been an 8-Boiling Production. Until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. That's all, right? Thank you so much. You've been inside the Melting Pat. Just don't be dumb. Have a great day. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next time. Go crap open a cold one. Yo, could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass as a lemonade will be nice. Stop a fight from the top to a BK. Got a bar crop of drinks, but girls got the bait on the front board. I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no words. Glass some ice and a dash of a mess. It's not teeny time. Yeah, yeah, feeling gold and bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, sweet, so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. You sent me from the bar. Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Cause I'm feeling kind of boy. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. And a friend. Go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. What? Go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. Yo, where I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice. Didn't even get to bite, but the brew tastes nice. Back to the ball. So every decoration of collada. Need a whole lot of them food drinks. They got me up on the mustache. I'm the cool aka. My drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty. I like cool beverage.